regular, regular, regular pictures. Oh, regular, regular, regular pictures. Oh, regular, regular, regular pictures. Oh, regular pictures. Oh, Hello, reader. It's Joe. I'm up in the regular features space station, which is where we edit every episode, um, because that's it's safe from the government. And it's my turn this week to have been blasted into space to sit in the station that I can only assume is absolutely covered in semen uh, because of the loneliness and um, make like a little Gordon from Thunderbirds and uh, make this podcast and I'm just I'm waiting for the um, the boys transmissions unfortunately we couldn't couldn't all be together this week so members of the regular features team will be live transmitting their various features to space to me uh, to assemble for you and I'm going to do that right now I thought while we waited I could tell you a little bit about space um, from the perspective of someone who is in it um, it's very, very hot and that's all I know about space oh oh, there we go, this is the first transmission it looks like it's from Log, yes, it's got the nice little blue light that means logs coming in. Coming in loud and clear. Just listen to him now. I wonder what he's got. Well, and now it's time for my regular feature, and with me today is the lovely... What's your name? My name's Connor. Hello. Connor is my guest for today, and he's going to help me get to the bottom of the lovely bones. Ooh, they're lovely. Because there have been posters going up for the lovely bones, and it struck me that I've been seeing the phrase... The lovely bones around a lot, and I haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. So rather than say Google a synopsis, I thought I'd just have a stab at it. And just, do you know what the do you know what the lovely bones is about? I assume it's something to do with bones, but other than that, any idea as to the quality of the bones or any particular defining between an adjective that might apply to the bones between wonderful and fantastic potentially. Lovely, lovely bones. I'm the as well. It is something that you can't use as a, a passing compliment to someone on the street. I should. <laughs> lovely bones. Well, well, I suppose that's not yeah, bone structure. Yeah. Some people like that. I like your cheeks. <laughs> anyway, so um, first of all, I've, here's, here's stab number one. I've stab had, the first. I've had three stabs at the lovely bones. So you wouldn't know it. Um, here we go. <laughs> so let's start this one. Number one, darling. While you were at work, something horrible happened. Darling, pull up your favourite chrome-finished bar stool and tell me everything while I empty my briefcase onto the kitchen table. But be warned, the boss is coming to dinner because that's a thing that happens. It's Belle, her beloved Labrador. She chased a dog biscuit down the plug hole and I lopped her big wet nose off with the waste disposal unit. Well, this is terrible news. Where is she now? Terrible. No, I, I said, where is she now? Oh, she's in the garden. Not, not not how does she smell? Yes, I'm sorry. So inappropriate. She's in the garden, darling. Oh, no. Poor Belle. All of her blood has shot out of her snout and she is dead. What is that? In her mouth. It is her favourite bone. She loved that bone. To her, it was a lovely bone. This is a love that should be remembered. Let us each pluck... 
pluck a rib from her still tepid skeleton and run around the house as she once did. As we loved her, so shall we love her lovely bone. I took the precaution of popping out a couple of her ribs before you got home. Well, after she died, I hope. Uh, just, just put it in your mouth and run around, yeah? <laughs> what is the meaning of this? We are commemorating the lovely bones of our Labrador. I can see that. I mean two men living together. Are you woofters or what? Oh, I forgot it was the 80s and everyone's a massive bigot because they don't know any better. You can't blame me. Being an absolutely garbage human is just the way I am. And it can't be bad, otherwise you wouldn't have risen to a position of power. Precisely. You're sacked. Unless... Yes... I don't suppose I could have one of those lovely bones. So, you have read the synopsis, haven't you? Uh, vague. I scanned it. I scanned it. Does that contain any of the elements of the lovely bones? No. Fuck it. Absolutely none. <laughs> Time for stab number two. It is the year 2322. Human bones are ground into dust and made into a paste with human jizz and used as a thermal coolant for computer processors on motherboards made out of hair and... 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 hair and... hair and shit. Hair and... no. Hair and shit. Oh, hair and shit. (laughs) Only two bones remain, because they were so lovely that the computer fell in love with them. They were placed in a glass terrarium on the moon, that their loveliness remain unsullied. It is the year 3941. The computers have all died out but not before the tales of the lovely bones were encoded into the very soil of the planet. It is the year 10 million. Evolution has produced a species of squid creatures and sentient clouds that can shapeshift and shit. And shit. Oh, and shit. And shit. When some soil falls into their enigma machine, they learn of the lovely bones and so begins a ferocious space race. It is the year 10 million and 49. Warring factions converge on the surface of the moon to claim their prize. The lovely bones. However, the bones too have evolved, knitting themselves into a crown that bestows godlike powers on those who would wear it. But this power comes at a terrible price. Over 1,000 pesos. It is the year 10,150, and God Emperor Jaxus Daclaxus has worn the crown for a decade and taken his species across the seven galaxies. As his health begins to fade, so begins an epic tale of intrigue and betrayal as his billions of squidlings vie to be the next to wear the crown. It is the year 500 million. Ten years ago, a crack squid unit was sent to prison by a military squid court for a crime they didn't commit. These squid promptly escaped from a maximum security squid stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by God Emperor Jaxus de Claxus, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire some squids. So, like I say, you've read the synopsis. Yep. What is it about? Uh, you were close with God Emperor Jaxus de Claxus. Okay, are you just are no, you patronising no, me? No. And I just wanted to make you feel better about getting it horrifically wrong. I'm still nowhere near the mark. Nowhere near. Motherfucker. <laughs> Finally, then. Is this 
what it's about. This is my final stab. There are no more stabs. So you better fucking <laughs> give me, throw me a bone, if you will. A lovely one? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Oh, right, That's fair enough. Out of, out of universe bones. <laughs> so, here we are with fantasy bones. Congratulations on reaching my hiding spot. You have braved many perils to get here, and I have one last quest before I endow you with the power of the ancients. Pray tell, ancient one. I seek seven bones, each lovelier than the last. Seven? Christ almighty, that's a lot of lovely bones. These bones, barbarian, they are so lovely. You'll gaze upon them and think, bloody hell, I never thought I could be so smitten with a bone. Here's a picture of one of them, what I drew. By the unending rivers of Shazbot, that bone is fucking lush. I know, right? And to be honest, they're even better in real life. If I had seven of these lovely bones, I'd never leave the house. If I had one of those bones, I'd be like, wow, I want another bone as lovely as this. Maybe even a bit lovelier. That's literally why I said each lovelier than the last. So, right. D so, do you know where any of these bones are? The first bone is shrouded in fire, ah. flames that can only be quenched by a true heart. The second bone is encased in ice Aha. that can only be melted by a true heart. The third bone is entombed in the very earth, Aha. but you can use your true heart like a spade and dig it up. The fourth bone is in a massive bird's nest up a big tree. Aha. I see. The bird will know if if I have a true heart and give me the bone. No, you have to marry the bird and fuck it. Then it will give you the fourth lovely bone. And I should add by now that the bones are so lovely that it'll break your goddamn heart. O okay, I I'll I'll just get started on those on those then. But wait, I need to tell you about the three final bones. Oh God. Bones so lovely that you almost want to use a different word to describe them. It's okay, it's okay. I'll, I'll come back after these four. It'll be a nice halfway point catch-up. The fifth bone is the bone of carnal desire. It is so lovely that it will make you ache to behold it. Ache to know that it is too large to fit in your ass. And yet so brittle that should you break it so that it does fit inside your ass, the splinters will surely eviscerate you. Okay, see you later. The sixth bone is the bone of contention. You could say, it has a bone to pick with you. Lucky, luckily, the bone is so powerfully lovely that you'll have sorted out your issues in no time. And what could be better after a, a fight with a lovely bone than making up with a lovely bone? Now, now, all you have to do after that is to kill the minotaur that is wearing it through its nose. Dude, dude, stop. The seventh bone has the longest description of all. And it is so lovely that you will look upon the previous six bones and think, well, they're still lovely, but this is something else. Rude. <laughs> so. Ah. Uh, or cold? Am I hot or not? <laughs> yeah. So having, what is it? So having scanned the synopsis, it's about a girl who gets murdered and doesn't know she's murdered and has to watch her family deal with her murder, but she can somewhat interact with her killer and ends up killing him. So apparent. So I think the main takeaway from the film is two wrongs make a right, and you get to go to heaven. Okay. 
No, I may. Where have... are the bones in that? Uh, apparently, the uh, the lovely bones are the family healing and coming together, united in the death of her killer. But I may be thinking about a film that came out as opposed to a TV series that's come out recently. Oh, is there a Netflix miniseries coming I, out? I honestly don't know. I, I... <laughs> series one, bone one. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely bone. <laughs> So, Mr. Connor, thank you very much for your help. Do you have anything you would like to plug? I think these are the things that people say in this situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I do a podcast called Films We Kind of Remember with um, with a couple of friends from the Billy. Uh, that's a podcast that's just started out. It's new. It comes out every week. And I also run a cider company. Uh, we once supplied uh, some love juice that got Gav, yourself, uh, Joe, and... Uh, Steve. I remember taking some of your cider yeah. into the podcast, and, and everyone got really horny. <laughs> it's, so uh, it's not wrong. It's, it's, if, it doesn't take much to push us into like just a fucking heap. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if you enjoy cider, uh, check us out, Snet and Cider Company. Um, won a gold medal at last week's camera. We did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're camera <laughs> award-winning. A relationship that has since fallen apart because camera are dickheads. Oh yeah, my word, not theirs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, your word's not mine, but uh, <laughs> I, I won't say no. Um, but yeah, so uh, films we kind of remember and Snet and Cider Company. Feel free to give us a like or you know just check us out. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks. Uh, and if you listen to um, the episode of films we can remember about Toy Story, I'm in that one as well. So, whoa, you like that, don't you? You That's a lovely bone, isn't it? <laughs> so, thank you very much, Connor. Thank you very much. Well, I didn't get to the bottom of the lovely bones. <laughs> uh, but there, I'm very sorry. Um, next week, who knows what will be happening on regular features, the podcast that is the same every week. I've got, who else is, who's next? Over to you guys. What a lovely transmission, such a good feature. The lovely bones. I've got lovely bones, and they're made all the lovelier by space's low gravity, which lets them stretch out and become long bones, like I'm a sort of giraffe boy. There you go, I'm gonna put my arm up next to the, uh, the microphone. You can hear my lovely bones just going. Anyway, I've got another space fact for you now um, that I remembered during the transmission, and it's that in space, if you shout into a, a sort of a bottle or a vase, and then you put a stopper in it, um, you can take that container back to Earth, and when you open it, um, the, the noises that you shouted into it will come back out again. Like, and that's how they did all the effects in Scooby-Doo. Space is amazing. Actually, I'd love to spend more time in space, um, but the, I'm not allowed. Um, because where one time all my bones got way too long. And uh, I kept, when I hugged people, I would accidentally end up sort of hugging myself round the back. Um, and it gave me lob-ons. Oh, here we go. Another transmission, and it's the, it's the orange light. That means it's Steve. Come in, Steve. <clears throat> and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Inside 
a Range Rover Discovery. Land Rover Discovery Automobile Car. As you can hear, that ticking sound is the hazard lights because I am parked illegally. And as you know, you can park wherever you like as long as you put your hazard lights on. I am parked illegally outside of my office because I'm waiting for Gav Murphy to come and meet me so we can drive down to Chichester for the weekend. That's what we're doing. Uh, th that's also why we haven't been able to get together to actually do a, a proper podcast this week. And it's also why I'm recording my bit inside a car. So I just thought I'd talk you through some of the features of the Land Rover Discovery automobile in the, the short space of time I've got before Gav gets here. <clears throat> right, so obviously you've got the steering wheel. Uh, that's mainly there to aid you with the turning of the wheels left and right. Um, moving on swiftly from that, we have a windshield. Uh, now the windshield, you might think that uh, that's there to shield you from the wind, but in fact, it does so much more than that. It shields you from from bugs, um, rain, um, various other things. Oh, hi, Gav. Hey, How's it going? Sorry, Yeah, no worries. I'm just, just recording my feature. How's oh, it going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's how the windshield works. Oh, brilliant stuff, Steve. That was so nice. It's so nice to hear your voice in space. I don't know if you can tell um, through the headphones because I will have re. I will basically I'll have unspaced it. But to me, in space, um, Steve's voice sounds two octaves lower um, but he speaks much much faster so uh, you can um, take in a lot more of Steve a lot quicker but you do have to listen more closely because it mostly sounds like he's sort of um, like a, a whale like whale song and that's another space fact I'm remembering so much about space now that I'm here well, you just, when you're just in space you just start thinking about it you're like oh of course that's a space fact. Different thing in space. Like, I look at a coffee cup. I'm like, ah, in space, you can't drink coffee or you die. Space fact. I have actually run out of space facts, though, now. I don't know anymore. Um, I should probably... I need to get back soon, actually. Because I can feel my toes are sort of, like, reaching underneath my feet as, like, a, a sort of flesh bone insult uh and it's awful it's absolutely awful jesus christ oh my god oh my god it's the huge red light it's the huge red light that means it's gav it's gav coming in now i'm so sorry about the noise we just have to do this for gav oh my god it hurts gav come in and then shut up Hello, you amazing readers. My name is Gav. You might know me from this podcast that you're listening to right now. You might also know me from the live show that we did recently where I played you a song that my dog 
had written and recorded about the time that she uh, ran off away from me and licked a stranger's dog's dick right in front of me. Um, it's a very funny song. Uh, she wrote it all by herself. She's a very clever dog. She's eight and a half years old, so I guess they get more clever as they get older. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of shot it to a little bit of fame, to be honest. Uh, like, the single went on sale, uh, went to number one uh, straight away, two hours. It's the fastest-selling single that a dog has ever done. Um and I know, like, I did tweet that the other day, and someone was like, oh, what about who let the dogs out? That went to number one in an hour. And it's like, yeah, but that was written by the Baja men, not by a dog, you fucking moron. Um, I hate Twitter. Um, so I thought it was quite good, because a lot of you have heard stories about Coco, my dog, but you never actually, uh, you know, heard her on the podcast other than the song uh, bit. Um, so I thought I would invite her on. Uh, to talk to you guys a little bit about the craft behind her song that she did. Uh, but yeah, let me just get out. Coco, come in here. Yeah. Come on. You all right? How's it going? Oh, yeah, you all right? Oh, Coco, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for being on. This is the first time being on a podcast? No, I, I've been on other podcasts. What was, that? what was the other podcast you were on? Fucking, it was one about a murder. Wait, you were on... Did you, you didn't do the murder, did you? I, I can't really talk about it. But anyway, uh, it's on it's, it's on a podcast. Uh, I'll put the link in this description. You well, you can't put the link in the description. Like Joe is uh, editing this one, so he'll be putting. You don't have access to our SoundCloud or anything like that. So how could you? I can do it. I just if you tweet me, then I'll put the I'll tweet out the link to the, to the murder podcast I'm in. Okay, that's good. Um, first of all, uh, congratulations on going number one. Thank you. Um. Like it's just an amazing achievement. Um, have you been? Have you had any money yet? I have, but I can't give you any. Well, I wasn't asking for any money. To be fair, we're doing all right off this uh, off the regular features Patreon, so I don't need any of your money. But um, yeah, thank you, thank you anyway. Uh, but I just want to say congratulations. I think it's lovely. Uh, I think you've been working very hard. You've wrote an amazing song. I will say though, it does sound a little bit. Uh, like that Katy Perry song, I Kissed a Girl? Well, it's not, because it's not by Katy Perry. It's by me, Coco the dog. And it's about me licking a dick, not not kissing a girl. In fact, I, I don't even, I never even heard, oh, Katy Perry, Katy Perry, Katy Perry, Katy, am I saying that right? I don't even, I don't even know who that is. So, well, no, she's, her name's Katy Perry, that's what I said. Um, well, she's. I, I mean, I find it very hard that a number one artist such as herself uh, has never heard of Katy Perry. She's a very famous singer. Um, I think she went out with Russell Brand as well. Well, I've never heard of him either. Or that Catherine Perry girl. So, and she's rubbish. Well, I mean, is she rubbish, or have you never heard of her? Which one? Can we? Can we just? Can we just? Can we talk about my brilliant song a bit, please? I just. I'm sure to talk about my music. I am. Okay, fine. Well, um, had you? Have you written any songs before? Uh, you wrote "I licked a dick" and I liked it. No, I, I haven't written. I, well, I shout a lot at uh, when people knock on a door. Yes, I've heard that, but uh, it's not really. It's not a song, is it? It's more just you shouting. Um, yeah, but sometimes I go up and then I go down, and it sounds like a rap. Well, it doesn't. Um, I've heard it several times, and it doesn't. It never sounds like a rap. I don't know what you think rap is, but. Doesn't doesn't sound like that. Um, 
Okay, fine. So you'd never written any songs before. So what sort of made you think that you could write a song? Well, I heard you do it for the podcast before, and I thought, well, I could do that. Oh, so I, I, I inspired you then, is what you're, what you're saying. Well, no. It just, it, I mean, if you can do it, I, anyone could do it. Mm, I, mean, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but, I mean, that's actually, that's actually, quite, uh, it's actually quite rude, um, if I'm honest. But there we are. Whatever, that's fine. Um, so, so why, did you, why did you choose the medium of song? For, for this particular, to tell this story. You know, it's an interesting story about you going off and licking this dog's dick and, you know, enjoying it. Uh, why did you think, um, the, you know, it was best told through the medium of song? Well, thing is, Gav, right? Sometimes you just gotta ignite the light and uh, let it shine. You just gotta own the night, you know? Like the 4th of July. Uh, I mean, that actually sounds like the lines to another Katy Perry song. What? No, that's bollocks. Look, I know even I don't know who Catherine Perry is. And uh I, like you're not listening to me, Gab. All I'm saying is you just gotta show him what you're worth. Like when you're writing a song, you've got to show everyone what you're worth. You've got to make them go ah 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 as you shoot just across the sky. What what do you mean? Shoot across the sky. Like a like a jet. Like like a like a a, a big jumbo jet full of full of songs. Okay. It's songs in the jet. Um, fine. Uh, why? What, what made you go over and lick that dog's dick? Because I wanted to. Okay. Um, I think it's Gav, right? I used to bite my tongue and, uh, and all my breath, uh, skate the rock the boat like, and make a mess. So, uh, I sit quietly, agree politely. Oh, wait, hang on. You just, why did you sing that last bit? That's a, that's another fucking Katy Perry song. One, Gav, I don't appreciate you swearing at me. Um, but also, I don't know what you're on about. I think you're a bit off your head, if I'm honest. You're just jealous. Because the uh, thing is about me, I got the eye of the tiger. I'm a fighter. I dance through the fire. Because I'm a champion. And uh, one day, Gav, you're going to hear me roar. Louder, louder than a lion. Because I'm a champion. And you are going to hear me roar. Okay, well, that's the Katy Perry song, Roar. So, uh, No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It's it's, it's an interview that I'm doing. It's it's the Katy Perry song, Roar. So that's what it is. That's what that is. So, um, I, I, do you know, I think we've done this. This was a mistake. I'm going to just bunch my fucking gun for this, then. Whew. As an ordeal. I mean, great feature, as you always, Gav, but fuck me, we need to do something about the alarms up here in space. But that just seems about the right time for me to get back in my um, pod and get the Jones out of space. But before I do that, just as I climb into the pod and ready the prep for the, the um, space drop, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what you can do to support us, apart from the fact that you've listened already. We do this every week without ever acknowledging that you've already done us a good deed. Uh, you could rate and review on iTunes or whatever else lets you rate and review. Uh, you could listen on Spotify. I don't know, maybe that'll help you boost our little popularity meter. That's the thing, I guess. Uh, and if you're, like, the best, you can go to www.patreon.com slash regularfeatures and you can chuck us a little bit of money every episode. Um, and it helps us go to space. And, I mean, isn't that what we all want? Think it through before you come to me asking me what Patreon's for again. It's space.
Anyway, I have to get in the pod now, because otherwise um, I'll be killed in space by... Uh, God. He's around. You'll see him if you look close. Bye!